Hello, everybody. Welcome my another episode of this podcast. Today with me, I have a special guest at the Scott Walker. He's a solicitor. Would you like to have a solicitor on your side when you are dealing with problems with your legal stuff? I would definitely want to have a great contact with people like Scott. And that is why he's here. He will share with us what he's doing, what is his story, how he get into training another legal people from the business and how he can maybe help you to accomplish your business, make it better. Or just if you have some questions you want to start, maybe. Hi, Scott. Thank you very much for coming. Hi, Vincent. Great to be here. And thank you for inviting me on. You're welcome. It's nice to having you. I mean, we... We have met originally uh, to uh, PSA community, which for some of people, they don't know, it's a professional speaking association. How long actually are you a member of the PSA community? I also joined this year, funnily mm-hmm. enough. So it, it was around about the summertime. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been fantastic community to be part of so far. Mm-hmm. Some some great people to learn mm-hmm. from and, and meet. So yeah, fantastic experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit more about exactly what you do as a solicitor? Because you do also training in other people. So, you know, this is something which is kind of interesting because every solicitor I met, they just work for their, you know, they have their own firm or they, you know, work for that company. But you also train on other people. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes, absolutely. So I'm a, so I'm a consultant solicitor. And so that means I'm self-employed. So I work for... A, a firm but I'm effectively on my own as a self-employed solicitor so I do all my client work through Richard Nelson solicitors I work remotely and I can I can do other things which has been a great experience because as you mentioned I started moving into the world of training so helping other legal professionals with their training needs so as a solicitor I my my main area is helping people to protect their um, assets and loved ones. So that's usually through making wills and lasting powers of attorney. But it may also be other, other areas such as probate. So when somebody passes away, it could be helping relatives if they are in situations where where they're they're getting into later life or they have an illness so it covers a a, a wide a wide range but as a, as a consultant at Richard Nelson we have other consultant solicitors who do all types of law mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. that's for individuals or it could be for businesses as well so and and yeah so I moved into 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 the into training side which I, I mainly do in in the area of wills and probate so a few things we just uh, pop up over here when you mentioned that you have this flexibility you can work remotely is it's very nice to see because from all the movies and from the all the tv shows i've ever seen there's the solicitors are always in the office like from 7 a.m till like midnight <laughs> this is always what i can only see in the kind of uh, on the screen so but you are saying that you can do it differently right yes yeah absolutely that that that's such a, a great point because that that's usually been the case. I think the legal profession has been quite slow with remote working. A long time ago, there were firms who had, had cottoned on to the fact that okay, we can work differently. We don't have to be based in the office, and we can allow you know our our lawyers to have flexibility. So there are a number of larger firms who created this consultancy model. So we 
do our work, our, our we serve our clients through the firm. So we weren't necessarily based in an office. And then, of course, over the last few years, that's been forced upon us. So, yeah. you know, some profession, um, some of us within the legal sector has kind of expanded into consultancy and allowed our lawyers to to work from home. And and it's a really it's been a really interesting I was going to say experiment. I'm not sure if that's quite quite the right word, but it's been interesting to see how it helps our clients because it means you know we we can see them, we can serve them mm-hmm. at their convenience. They don't have to come to an office; they can be at home mm-hmm. and you know and relax. And I often find with the area of law that I do, you know, that can be helpful for some people because we are discussing quite yeah. you know quite um difficult topics with with what yeah. i do so yeah. you know and, and it and it allows us to concentrate on helping our clients yeah. you know in a much better way it's really good to see because um just a few things is one thing is that you know during the covid it was forced for a lot of people to start working remotely and do those things and uh, a lot of people they like yeah i hate covid you know something happened or I lost my job or this happened, this happened. But for all that, there is a good, right? And this is really good thing, to be honest, like that a lot of people can do and work remotely. Um, I'll just give you an example. I have a newborn baby. She's three weeks old and I'm just at home in my office. If I would need to go and work, go somewhere, so I wouldn't wouldn't have the time to cook a breakfast for my kids. I couldn't be in, around here. And when I, you know, finish this interview with you, I'll just actually go and, you know, help my wife to cook the lunch for them. But if I would need to go somewhere, it's going to be taking me much more time. And with your, like you are a solicitor, I've been in a solicitor office multiple times through because of property. And uh, so when I went there, so first of all, it, I have I don't live in a city, so I need to I need to travel. So it's a travel time. And after I came there, and uh, there was the appointment booked, but anyway, I had to be seated in the in the waiting kind of area. So I was there minimum 10, 15 minutes before the solicitor took me to his office. So all the time I spent over there, you know, it was like nece- unnecessary time. Which if we do it through the Zoom, like we just go right into the Zoom and to the point, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know that has opened up a lot of you know a lot of different ways of working and helping people you know and as you say it, it's it's not just about flexibility for us it's flexibility for for clients you know for 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 everybody and just finding a way that we can you know better help them and fit around their schedule it is a fantastic model you know more firms you know are doing this more firms are allowing people to you know work remotely whether it's as a consultant and i think the way you know the way we do live our lives and you know you mentioned your you know recently becoming a father and you know that's just a a, a great example of of how it can really help our lives also the other point in here uh, when you mentioned the uh, will, yeah, so you are dealing with will and with people. How is it called the other word? I, I never heard that, pro. Oh, okay. So it's lasting power of attorney. Lasting powers of attorney. So they're slightly different. So will is so dealing with what happens when mm-hmm. you when you pass away. So lasting power of attorney is more 
when you are still alive. So it's being able to give somebody the ability to make decisions for you mm. if you are unable to make those yourself. So it might be because of an illness. The usual example is if you develop dementia, which reduces your ability to you know, make decisions. And that might be about finances. Mm -hmm. It could be about running a business, running your business. It could mm -hmm. be, it's kind of, it's an extension really to will making. So you've mentioned earlier, you've got your will. This is what I want to happen when I die. But with mm -hmm. a power of attorney, it's taking it that step further and saying, okay, if something happens to me, if I become incapable, then I've, I've, I, my life can continue because somebody can step in. An ideal way to just make sure you you're you're covering all bases, you're protecting mm -hmm. everything, every aspect of of your life. And would you would you say that majority of people who wants those services, they'll be on the side of the like they are a little bit older already, so they are thinking about those things, or is it like anybody, like even uh, like let's say I'm 30, uh, 32, so you have a clients also like me who already think about those things? It is a bit of a range. So traditionally, I, I think when it comes to wills, powers of attorney, we often think that it's people in, you know, who are who are older. You know, I think the research out there suggests that the the age bracket for people making wills and powers of attorney usually sits 50 plus. Mm -hmm. But I I do have clients and who 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 are a lot younger. Just thinking about these issues, it might be that they yeah. something is happening in their life, you know, a new relationship. It might be a relationship breakdown. It it might be a, a family member who is yeah. ill. So it makes them think about mm -hmm. all, all these different things. So I I definitely see an increase in people mm -hmm. um, of a younger age. You know, I I often encourage people to mm. you know at least think about it and the earlier you can do it arguably it's better yeah because you, you things will change in the future so it's just a way of of, mm. of starting these conversations about well you know what is going to happen when i die it's going to happen to all of us eventually that's, but I, I, <laughs> that's it <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just asking those things because um, I think it's about educating people about that topic as well, like about educating young people about uh, those things that are important even for for everybody. So it's not just for old people who actually they see like, okay, I'm in that age, I should kind of think about that, but could be about anybody, right? I used to work um, in the Czech Republic as a financial consultant for three years, and basically I was selling uh, life insurance. and. Um, one of the things and some younger people like in my age i had a life insurance since i'm you know forever actually and um and they would say like no but i'm healthy i don't need any life insurance it's like that's exactly why you need one because you are healthy so it's going to be cheaper and uh and basically you when you are sick nobody will injure you so and the same like in here like so when you already get the dementia you cannot give probably some more power of attorney if you cannot clear uh, think think clearly right exactly so you kind of need to do it when you are healthy and when is the you expected the least. Yeah, and also one of the things with the will, which I didn't know, and I still don't have it, so maybe we can chat about that after on the meeting, is 
I do have a life insurance uh, in here in the UK. And um, when I was speaking with a guy who was doing it for me, he said like, what about Will? And I didn't really think about it. I was like, yeah, maybe not yet. But after he he pointed one good thing, uh, but I didn't actually act on it in that time. And he said like, if something happened to you and you don't have a will, it's going to go all through the legal process. It's going to take a while before actually your wife get those get this money from the life insurance. It's going to be months. But if you have a will, she can get it kind of quickly, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that's absolutely. It's a really good point. I, I think, you know, with a will, it, it certainly makes it easier. You, I mean, with life insurance, they are, so it's usually separate anyway. So if, if I, I often say to people, if you've got life assurance, just make sure it's written into trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just means it sits outside of your, your estate, so to speak. So mm-hmm. it, it makes it more accessible. So as you say, be, being able to, you know, have the proceeds a lot quicker, you know, at a time when, you know, those, your your partner or your family, you know, they 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 need access to that potentially quite quickly. So, and you know, having the will will simplify everything because you know what's going to happen. You know, you're not relying on hmm. what the law says yeah. if you if you don't have a will. So it it can it does get very very messy. Hmm. Hmm. And I you know I see a lot of that with with clients of worked. Hmm in the past it, it's you're you're going through a lot of different stages and trying to work out what's going to happen so and because i've never experienced that so i don't know how it works exactly so let's say i will have a will so let's say i'll say to my partner i have a will or something or the solicitor keeps a track of of that and after if i would die the solicitor contacts my wife or how, how does it work exactly or she needs to go and she's like here's the will uh what what is written there what shall we do uh, what's the process of that because you know i've never experienced that so i actually don't know yes yeah again it's such an interesting interesting point so the best thing to do is to keep a copy of the will at home so usually what would happen so you make your will with a solicitor with a professional they will keep the original so mm. they keep it stored so it's in secure storage so it's so it's safe and then you once it's been signed and then you have a copy so keep that copy at home and but but also tell your executors mm. so wh- whoever you have said in the will that the people who are going to manage your estate deal Mm -hmm. with your will so they're called executors Mm -hmm. so tell your executors that you've made a will and tell them where it's being stored so tell them the the solicitors it's being stored at or the the other professional firm where it's being stored Mm -hmm. so they know at the time that they need to go to that place Mm -hmm. what we don't have unfortunately is in, in the UK anyway is a system of registration Mm-hmm. So in some countries, you you have to register your will so people know that you've made one, but also where where it is. You know, it can sometimes cause a bit a bit of a bit of difficulty. So so I often say, just tell your family, tell your executors that you've made the will, that you have you know what what where it is. I mentioned we don't have to register a will in the UK. 
but we do have the national will register so it's optional mm -hmm. but it is a place where you can again you can say you can register centrally that you've made a will and where it's being stored so thank you for answering that it's really helpful actually because um yeah I, I don't think so many people think about that especially even like younger people because everybody's focusing like what, what to do how to build a business how to live a great life but when it comes to you know like that and you know what to do after for with family where you live behind it's like an a topic which not many people talk about so it's really good that you are sharing those things it'll it's really helpful and um so when when it so that's your solicitor when you do a uh, job and uh, you are, I know you are self-employed and when it comes to when when it comes to training into it like you said like you are training another legal professional so how that happened like when did you start and when did you say to yourself like oh, okay let's train another uh, legal professionals I I feel like you know I'll be good for that yes yeah it was it was quite an interesting interesting journey I so I I started self-employment so two years ago at the start of 2022 mm -hmm. and as a lot of people you know that was as a result of what had just happened and and realizing that I wanted to do different things and and actually it was a way of 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 reducing my stress levels actually you know work work when I was working in private practice for various firms it can get it can get a little bit fraught um mm -hmm. But I started to explore teaching and mm -hmm. I applied for a role and, and and got a role as a visiting lecturer at the University of Law. So that's teaching students, the uh, potential lawyers, so usually at um, postgraduate level. Mm -hmm. And they're usually people who want to enter the legal profession. Mm -hmm. So I started that and and just absolutely loved it really really enjoyed you know helping students teaching the area of law that I do and that opened a few doors in all honesty I started posting about it on LinkedIn strangely mm -hmm. enough and mm -hmm. that was was being seen by people who provided so training providers mm -hmm. and that led to some opportunities to get involved with training my peers and and, mm -hmm. and other legal professionals mm -hmm. so it, it just kind of happened and so I, st I started working for so for one particular training provider doing mainly webinars so online training mm -hmm. and then I've, I've collaborated with a few of the well-known trainers within the, the area of law I do and yeah so it, it it again i just found just find it really really rewarding and you know it's a way of me being able to learn but also you know passing on knowledge and my experiences and it it's again it you know it it was an opportunity to do something different and you know explore a different part of me and you know learn about myself and you know I wasn't sure whether I would be able to teach and whether I would like it so it was great that I that I discovered that actually you know this 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 could be a mm. really really interesting route mm. to take so yeah two things so one thing it was the first one what you said like 
how did you go about it? That you you went on the university, you started to helping um, students. So how does it make you feel when you know you know you help them and you teach them and maybe they have some breakthroughs or they well they might have this aha moment like oh okay actually that's what it is I didn't know it from that book but when he said it I get it now how does it feel I mean it feels great so I I I have to admit that I learn a lot from the students mm-hmm. so they have this uncanny ability to ask questions that you would never have thought of <laughs> and it's and that I just find completely just fascinating but it's because they you know they're new to the subject so their perception of it is very very different mm-hmm. so you know for me that just makes me feel okay I'm learning so much here myself and it's it's been a great way of being able to almost say to people and you know all I suppose almost inspire people just to think differently about the area of law that I do so when when I first started out in law people would people would say oh you know you want to do wills and probate law that's quite boring Mm -hmm. you know lots of lots of people want to do all the kind of commercial and corporate areas Mm -hmm. of law Mm -hmm. but for me I just the, the the subject itself is so interesting and there, there's a lot to it so you know it's it's very stimulating it you know it, it does keep you it keeps you engaged because it is so interesting so be able to to be able to you know say to students well actually you know that this this area of law is is great to be able to go into is it's just so so satisfying you know it it it's it's inspiring the next generation of lawyers i guess it's everything is about i think teacher or trainer or whoever is that is mentor who you know if it's a good one so you can uh, you know influence those students in the direction where they wouldn't think about it maybe before but because if you know how to present it and uh, that actually, you know, some people can connect with the same feelings what you are experiencing with your clients. So they're like, oh, it's actually something what I would like. But a lot of people, they don't think about it because nobody tell them this way, right? So as you said, like, there is this kind of sticker, like, oh, that's boring, or this is boring. And uh, and after everybody thinks it's like that, but the opposite could be true, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's... and I, I, as I said before, you know, students, they do look at things very differently. So, you know, that's great to see. Yeah. You know, it, it, it it's nice. It, mm. it It's nice to be able to help them, help them through it and, mm. and, and learn, learn about the law. Another thing is what I would like to point out in here is uh, because I see it, but it's, it's a problem for a lot of, of my clients because I'm doing coaching and uh, it was problem also for me when I started and you you mentioned that that you started posting on social media on linkedin and uh, and from there you you had uh, some training company they contacted you and now you are starting doing webinars with them and this is how it kind of started doing those uh, trainings for another legal professionals right yeah that's right absolutely yeah. and just wanted to you know find out from you how was it for you just to like decided of posting on social media because a lot of people they are like 
I don't know what to say. I don't know what to post. Who is going to be listening to me? What do I know? I don't want to look stupid. What do my family will think about me? What about those people? And they have those roadblocks in their head. And uh, and I'm just telling them all the time, like sooner you start, better for you. But some people, they are like on, on go and they just do it. But some people that are like really having those voices in their head. Like, how was it with you? Have you had those voices or you were like, no, let's do it. I absolutely had those voices and still have. <laughs> it, it, it is a challenge it, it really is so, and when I first started so at the time I was I was working with with a coach well and at the time when I was first starting going or thinking about moving into self-employment and as my coach was saying you know just just do it you know just practice think about what you can what you can say, think about the subjects you know and that you can talk about. And, and I actually started doing video content. So that was my kind of introduction to it. And I, I'd, you know, LinkedIn, I've been on for years and years, probably since its first inception. I never, never really, you know, posted the odd thing. Mm -hmm. But I just started experimenting and so, so as I say, did video content, just practice, just got it out there. And I think probably in the back of my mind, I was thinking I've, I've just got to do it because I've, you know, I've, I've gone into, I'm now self-employed. I need to just get myself out there. Mm. So that, that was the reason. So that drove me to just to think, okay, I'm just going to forget what people, what people think, forget about the voices. Actually did a little bit of training in, in LinkedIn. Well, quite a bit of training in mm -hmm. in you know how to create content and how to use LinkedIn and, and that helped as well build my confidence mm -hmm. and by experimenting I just discovered you know doing doing kind of almost personal content mm -hmm. or just talking about subjects that you're really passionate about mm -hmm. so I've learned you know that's probably that, that, that's a good way because it will come you know, if you do, if you're, if you do a post and, and it's something that you're really interested in, you're really passionate about, that will show in, in, in your, in your words. Yeah. And usually not always, it's, it's a little bit easier to write because it's, you know, because it's something that, that you care about. Mm -hmm. So again, that was another way of, 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 of just, you know, getting content out there and try not to worry. You know, it's, it's easier said than done, but, most of the time, you know, certainly in my experience, people are generally positive. You know, mm -hmm. you get the the occasional people, you know, who don't like <laughs> what you do or make a certain comment. But yeah, you know, it's yeah. but it's it's it is difficult. It's absolutely. I think it's more 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 people. It's they are they are the positive people. They encourage you. They comment something nice. And that is a small part of people. They, they, you know, they don't have a nice comments. Let's say uh, it happened to me in the past as well. But also, when when you see you are starting to have some, let's say, hate. Let's call it this way. So that means that you are becoming successful, right? <laughs> because you have more people who, who hate you. So it's it's actually a good sign as well. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> okay, so 
what is it you, what are your plans with your like a training and your business what is it you are thinking you know seeing yourself in i don't know for the next for i don't know 2024 what is it you would want to do like uh, do you have any goals or some something what you want to achieve for that year so yes i'm 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 just trying to work out what 2024 might might look like but i i i hope to just continue to you know build get myself out there build build my own brand and just think about doing more training you know whether whether that's with other organizations and you know it might there might be a time next year where i think about well you know how can i you know build upon what i've done already and you know find a way of of you know doing my own training for you know, for 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 other professionals, my overall goal is to move into training full time. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what I would I would like to do. I've I've always said I will probably stay within private practice, so I'd I'd still help clients because that it, that also helps with the training because I know what's going on mm-hmm. with you know within the day to day law in, with what I do and. I, I love helping clients anyway, so I, I wouldn't want to give that up completely. Um, but I'm I'm also so next year is is I'm I'm about to launch a workshop mm-hmm. for okay. for for everybody actually. It's it's going to be free to attend, and mm-hmm. it's 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 going to be about the importance of wills and powers of attorney as we we're speaking about earlier. So mm-hmm. that that's another another plan. And is it going to be online or? Yeah, so mainly online. I I may do it within um, in person as well, but predominantly, I'll, I'll, it it will be online. And do you have already like dates for that uh, when the first workshop will be, or do you have like uh, so people can register? I'm just thinking if some people will be interested, we can uh, um, include the link in the description so people can you know register for that. If you have something already, I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I'm just just setting it up now, so it's just about to go live. And the date is, I think it's the seventeenth of January will be the first one. Okay, so it's uh, um, yeah, just in one month. So in, in a month's time, yeah. So that's okay. yeah, quite exciting. Okay, great. So thank you very much for everything what you shared regarding the legal stuff because you know it's so much, so much to to actually know. And uh, not many people actually teach about those things. It's, I don't see that very often, to be honest, on, online. Or I don't know. Uh, I just don't know much about it. And um, before we, we go, would you have anything like, like you have this transition that you went to self-employed in 2022? Is there anything like if there are some people who are maybe working and they want to start their own business or maybe they are afraid, maybe they don't know what to do, maybe they are struggling with some parts, uh, is there any like a tip or two tips? What is it? Some message what you would want to share with people? Maybe what helped you to overcome that, and you you are where you are at the moment. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I think from from my experience over the last few years, it, it's just been have great support around you. So if you have people who will cheer you on, then that that is that is fantastic because that will give you the you know the confidence to know that 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 you can you know you you can do this and and also i mean it, it, it's easy to say 
but just being brave and just going for it so you know realizing that that it will work out, you know, as I say, it's easy to say, but I think once you start, so from my experience, once you start doing it, then it will all, it will fall into place. Mm. And, you know, it's it's just a case of, of committing and saying, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this. Let's see what happens. And just, yeah, just having the right people around you who can encourage Mm. and support you through through the journey so mm. that's been been the, the, the best two things which, which have helped me over mm. the last few years perfect thank you very much for sharing i definitely agree i think it's about you know not be afraid take action just do something even a small step just do it and with the people to cheer you up in in many occasions what i see especially with my clients or with other people is very often we need to find actually new peer group, new people who are there to cheer us because sometimes the old peer group, they are they don't want us to do it. They don't want us to succeed. Maybe they are jealous. Maybe there are some different things in their head why they wouldn't actually cheer us or maybe it's not going to be as um, honest from them. And, uh, and sometimes it hurts because they, they can be friends, which you maybe you thought they are friends. And that, that's where people a lot of times struggle. So I think it's very good, important to find this community of people which they can cheer you up. So you can find new people. There are lots of people on the planet. <laughs> so just find the right. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you very much, Scott, for your time today. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm looking forward to meet you again in person in some of the uh, PSA uh, events. And uh, yeah, and uh, if you can share with me the link for the webinar when you are doing the workshop i'll add it in the description and that'll be all yeah thanks so much for that vincent that's great and yeah great to be on thanks so much once again for inviting me onto the podcast it's been yeah, been fantastic to to talk to you